Well, back then he wasn't Michael he was Jordan. He was a college kid. Mike yeah. Jordan from North Carolina. Like, motherfuckers. Yeah. Yeah. Mike Jordan. Like, could you imagine if he was Mike Jordan? Like, Ugh. that. it just, it's Look, like uncomfortable say, like, that, cool. saying that out loud is uncomfortable. Not a yeah. cool name. Like Mike Mike cool Jordan. Name Mike Mike Jordan is your fucking neighbor who comes over and drinks Bush Lights in your fucking garage yeah. with your dad. Yeah, it's not, a cool, <laughs> it's not a cool name. It's not a cool name. They would have called him Mike fucking, Jordan if his career would have been a different way. Yeah, Mike Jordan and wears like everywhere white shit t-shirts tucked into. Uh, he wears white t- white t-shirts tucked into jean shorts and fucking right, yeah. work boots. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> On a 92 degree Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> a sensible polo. His his lawn work polo. I like that we plan to record today at one o'clock and Jay texted us about an hour and 15 minutes ago and we were like, yeah, yeah, like we'll hop on earlier. We'll hop on earlier. And it's fucking one oh one. I was just about to say that. I was like, I, if you were going to say it, I was going to call it up and be like, I love that we started early, but we actually started exactly on time. Look at us. Yeah. <laughs> what what an improvement. Uh, we're killing it, guys. Nobody yelled at me today. That's true. That's true. Hey, don't worry, I yelled at the coworker this week, and then they apologized to me as well. <laughs> Very sadly. All right. We're like co-people. Co-people. It's like no, same no. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I like you more. So. <laughs> All right, guys. I wanted to start this one off with a quiz. I think I'm going to start doing this every episode. It's going to be a dumb question, random stat-worthy question. Just want to see if you guys know. If you don't, it's okay. If you do, yay. Uh, here's the question I have for you guys. On brand. I respect that. <clears throat> Thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, Doc Rivers, coach, father of Austin, um, also Jeremiah, apparently, uh, and his son-in-law, according to this, is Seth Curry. Well, actually, no, I know that. <laughs> what am I talking about for a second? I thought it said Del Curry. That's why. Um, but can will you guys tell me which season – he had his best field goal percentage. <laughs> 1994. Okay. I'm going to say 93. I was going to go 94, actually. 93. Right, he was in the All-Star guys... game in 94, I believe. Uh, 87, 88. Um, I'm going to let you All both right. Not know. even close, Dad. The 93, 94 seasons were actually both on his lower end. <laughs> quite low. Uh, That's on brand. In fact, just go ahead and go to the beginning of his career. Within the first six seasons, which one's the best? What's his best? I mean, so, and I realized when I said 90, that was when he was playing with the Knicks. And then in the 80s, he was playing for the Hawks was when he was better and younger. Um, it was when he was better and younger. Think sure. of that. <laughs> Got it. It almost was, always is. Help me. Give me this one. Give his, me this rookie, one year was eight, his rookie year was 84. Yeah, is that what it was? 84. Okay. So then I'm going to say 80. Then I'm going to say 86. Okay. It's the 86, 87 season or 85, 86. 86, 87. Okay, and Ted? Was that his all-star season? That feels like a cop-out. 87, 88 is. Okay, cool. Then I'm, give me 86, 87. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sandwich his all-star season, go 88, 89. Okay, wow. you were both incorrect. It was 84, 85, his second season ever. He Damn shot 476 from the field. On 10 Damn shots it. per game. 10 attempts a game. What's his second best? What's his second best? I want to know who was closer <laughs> between Jay and I. <clears throat> oh, I can go on. It's uh, his, his second best is the very next season, 85, 86. God damn it. Third, <laughs> third best is 83, 84, his rookie season. Son of a bitch. Uh, and then it goes 88, 89, 
8990 and 8788 damn it you said his no. field goal yeah. percentage his best field goal percentage was 46% no 40 uh, uh 47.6 so okay so 48% from the field yeah Ooh. I mean, look, my, my thing, my, my, my barometer for guards, like guards should shoot 45% from the floor to be considered a good player. That's fair. But yeah, you but how much, I mean, how many three pointers was he shooting back then? It was uh, 1986 or he, the, they yes, have a three point line. 86. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It did. The most, the most he ever attempted was ninety ninety one. Uh, where it was three point no, three. I'm talking specifically that season when he was at his highest field goal percentage. How many? Oh, uh, I'm sorry. I don't uh, care about uh, the rest. Of it. I want to know that season. A half a three a point. Half. So and he shot 47 percent from the field. Super inefficient. Come on, Doc. It's the 80s, man. Shy town, man. Represent you. Thought, damn it. A lot of cocaine. You can't see the rim as good. We don't. Where know. he went to Proviso East, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he went to Proviso East. Yeah, yes. that's right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. A lot of good I'll NBA players out of Proviso East. Know. Yeah. Um, or like fringe NBA players. Shannon Brown was a Proviso East guy. D Brown was a Proviso East guy. Jacob Pullen was a J- uh, was a, a, a Proviso East guy. Uh, Doc, obviously. Yeah. Robert Covington. Actually, hey. no. Robert Covington I'm, meant the Proviso West. Yes. I'm peeping. I'm peeping the notable alumni real fast. Michael Finley. Oh, that's right. No, Michael Finley went to Fenwick. Nope. Proviso East, class of 91. Michael Finley? Hmm. Yeah, the one and only. I thought he went to Fenwick. Maybe he did both? I know I know. Gonna, um, Corey McGetty went to Fenwick, but I'm like 95% sure that Michael Finley went to Fenwick. Corey McGetty is a player I always loved. Uh, fun fact... I just learned this today. Actually, Proviso East did not have as many NBA guys as I thought they did. So, uh, my mistake. But uh, it's Stephen Hunter. He had a long career. Uh, I did not know that Doc Rivers' real name was Glenn. I mean, I knew it wasn't. I obviously knew his name was not Doc. Like, I knew that was not his his actual name. But I did not know that his first name was Glenn. I just learned something today. I thought that was common. Glenn Baby Rivers? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I guess he did go to Proviso. Shit, I thought he went to Fenwick. Oh, well. Look at that. Well, look at all these things that people are learning. I only, so know, quickly. I only know that Robert Covington went to Proviso West because our former co-host, Matt Reed, uh, his mother was a teacher at Proviso West, and she taught Robert Covington Jr. Yep. Fun fact. Pretty cool. Fun fact. Shout 60 out. degrees of separation. Yeah. Roco. Shout out to Matt Reed. We're going to play, be playing some 2K with him whenever Jay buys the game. I'll get to it. I'll get to it. I'll do it eventually. I'll do it it's next. okay. Ladies, gentlemen, boys, girls, non-binary, welcome to NBA, the podcast that tries to talk about NBA shit, but mostly we just talk shit. Although today it was a lot of NBA shit. We did. Uh, mostly about like where they went to high school and Doc Rivers' shooting percentage. I am your host, Nikki Quiles, a.k.a. Joanna Man Howard. That movie yeah. did not age well. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, did not yeah, age well. Great, great characters sweet. in it, though. Yeah. I will say that. Great characters. Has some, has some funny. I've rewatched it. Has that's some a, funny moments. Good, has some not great moments. That's a good, uh, like, rip a bong three times and and <laughs> kind of movie. And I have no, go. I have no problem admitting I, I this. I don't even know the dude's name that was the star of the movie. I don't even know his name. Never didn't know it back then. Don't know it now. 
Ooh, I used to know it. I can't think of it. No, it's not a Wayne's brother. No, I mean, look, man, like I made, I'm you. If it was not clear, I was not watching that movie sober. Sure, that's fair. You did. It's I forget his name. I'm gonna look it up because it's something legitimately Latin. Miguel Nunez Jr. I was gonna say I thought he was Latino. I thought he was maybe like Dominican or some shit. Yeah, I don't know what he is, but his name is Miguel A. Nunez Jr. Yeah. Um, and uh, my favorite person in there is uh, t- uh Tommy Davidson. Tommy Davidson is pretty good. In the He's the best part of the movie. That, did I make that up? Is that a fever dream? Was Lil Kim in that movie? Was she was his yes. romantic? Uh, he was his, it was his partner in the beginning. His wife when he lost all his money right in the beginning of the movie. She was like, and then, uh, she's like, what about all that good love he was getting? She goes, I packed that in the batteries too. Yep. I'll never forget that. The main, the main, oh, the main was, uh, the, the woman was Vivica A. Fox in that too. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. See, I remember more about that movie than I thought I did. Now in, in, in. Oh, you know who else was in that movie? Hey, you know what? A good early 2000s throwback. Yeah. Well, I was just gonna say, Genuine was in that movie. Genuine was. Yes, he movie. is. Yes, he's he the cheater of that movie. Yes. Uh, first things first. The guy who who was talking about uh, who has the, I think had the most knowledge probably of Joanna Man with the great Will Kim quotes. My co-host Jay. <laughs> uh, hey everybody, this is uh, your uh, this is Jay Keyless, aka Fast PP. Now you may be asking yourself, what? What the hell is that, Jay? I found out this morning that apparently the Boston media is has given Peyton Pritchard a nickname, and his n- nickname is Fast PP. I'm gonna let that sink in for a second. His nickname is Fast, and I I think they're trying to say it's Fast PP, but uh, who's gonna say it like that? It's Fast PP. Yeah, not a fan. Things that you don't want, or things that women don't want for two thousand. <laughs> <laughs> what is a fast pp i've been watching a lot of jeopardy so. okay well and our the jeopardy fan of the podcast our brethren with less melanin ted what's up it's Tad, aka doris twerk hey i was gonna say something but i got cut off um in tad's defense kim wayans was in juana man so there was a wayans present it just wasn't one of the wayans brothers so. she's the one that says uh uh what she says, give me a good book and a good bitch, and I'm straight. I'm straight. That's like her third line of the movie. <laughs> I love her. She was so good. No doubt, no doubt. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> she was extra in that movie. And it's oh, it's pretty great. Very much All a right. caricature. Let's actually t- yes. Let's talk some basketball, boys. Uh we got here. Um the NBA is make a statement that they are requiring teams to play the national anthem. Uh, after the Dallas Mavs had stated that they were never going to play the anthem again. And then uh, the NBA was like, ha you thought. What are your guys' thoughts on this? Jay, I'm going to let you go first. I mean, a couple things. Number one, uh, <laughs> the Mavs hadn't been playing the national anthem the entirety of the season, and nobody Correct. knew about it until they called it out. <clears throat> like, Correct. it just, nobody even knew. So here's, here's the thing, and I think, like, people – some people love Sam Gundy. Some people are not a big fan of his, but he calls something out. He's like, look, we are the only form of live entertainment that requires the playing of the national anthem before every single game. Like name another form of, of live entertainment. And he's like, this is our job. Like it's crazy that this is a requirement. Like, okay, Jeff Bezos, next time you walk into the Amazon offices, like I expect everybody to stand up for the national anthem before they start their work day. Like what? It's just, I, I'll never forget when I went to a game in OKC one time, 
it was a combination of like, now this is, this is an outlier. So take this with a grain of salt, but like they combined the national anthem with our Lord's prayer to start the game, which was a, which is a super put off for this guy. Uh, Oh yeah. 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 Everybody had to, everybody had to like be silent while we, while they did the Lord's prayer. Uh, which is, yeah, it's super assumptive. Like, Oh, everybody here's Catholic. Cool. Let's pray all together. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Like I've never, there aren't, there aren't any like other major sports in other countries that like play the national anthem before every game. It's just, it's, I've always thought like, I think America is the only place that really outside of like the Olympics. That's what I'm saying. Like outside of the Olympics, like, and, and, and even then, like you don't play the national anthem for each athlete in the Olympics. Like, it's just not a thing. You do it in the opening ceremonies and then you're done. Like I've always, I've always kind of thought that the national anthem was kind of a silly thing to do before every single game. Sure. If it's nationally televised, if it's, it's the championship, like there's, there's ceremony behind it, do your thing. But like to, to force it to be done every game, it's so fucking silly. It's so silly. Yeah, I mean, look, man. Like, if if, if, if it's not uh, like no, they don't do this in the in the Premier League. No, they don't do this in like UEFA. Like, they don't do that. Like, it, it's only when it's national team shit. Mm-hmm. Like, no other country does this except for us. It's stupid, and it like even when they they used to do it without the players even on the field or the court or whatever. Like, it is literally just a propaganda effort by the United States military. To like, like your tax dollars pay for that shit. Like the like all the fucking military glorification shit that happens in these games. It's the fucking stupid. And it's all that. propaganda. The entire the it entire is. starting of the national anthem, like it started in the forties as like American propaganda to get people behind the war. Like it's well, fucking not, the, not the not the not the. You're, you're talking, you're talking pledge of allegiance. Yeah, that's the pledge of allegiance. Was it? The Pledge flag. of Allegiance wasn't the thing till like the fifties with like during like McCarthyism and like the I, I'm not gonna get into politics yeah. here, but your boy did your boy did major in history and took a number of poli sci classes uh, while yeah, at I went the to uh, school. We had to do that and the Lord's prayer back to back all day. Son. It, it was it was start at the heart and end at the head, baby. Hell Bam. yes, son. Hell yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, let's move on. It's from stupid, this. man. It's it is kind of dumb. It's, it's I, I three years this week. Like, if, been if you as a if you as a team decide that that's what you want to do, do your thing. But to enforce it across the league, it's silly. Come on, Adam. Mm-hmm. Adam so thing is, like, I just I, I know like he has right. normally been a pretty progressive owner or owner. Yeah. Sorry, commissioner. All things considered, and then like this, it's just like, come on, he's man. He's having a rough season, man. This combined with the All Star game, like Adam yeah. Silver, you're looking like a weenie. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. we talked about this, uh, and I, I might have mentioned this last week. I honestly don't remember. We, we talked about the Deer and Fox uh, All Star Game thing, and uh, I just always when he was like, he was like, "This is stupid," but I'll I'll still play. It's like those memes. It's like fuck work. I'm gonna still go though. <laughs> yeah, I'm still go though. Uh, uh, Tad, great segue because uh, Deer and Fox, he's playing good. I don't know if you guys know this. Player of the month, Western Deer Conference. Is, Who knows? Deer and Fox is kind of good at basketball. And again, kudos uh, on calling that they, the Kings would, in fact, lose to the Sixers. But outside of that, the Kings have been playing very well lately. Dude, we shit on the yeah, Heat. Quick. They're, they're, they've won four in a row. We've got a magic touch. Yeah, whoever yeah. we shit talk to. Shouts good. to me for, for those of you that gambled on that game and won money. Shouts to me. Um, <laughs> wow. But uh, I want to so, know, guys, real quick. Like, Who do we feel like this season has made the biggest jump so far? De'Aaron Fox, I, I mean, you know, let's start off talking with him because – that is quite a good segue. Ted, uh, you named him. Would you like to talk about him a little bit? Yeah, I, I would I would love to. 
Uh, he's stalling. He's stalling. I, so I'm sorry. Between I'm the, between, too. <clears throat> between the, between the, no, 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 I'm not stalling. I, dude, bro, bro, I was prepared. I had these, I had the stats in front of me, brother. <laughs> We're ready. Uh, between, talking. so like, I know, uh, I, like we, we didn't name them, but like we're, we're talking specifically Zach Levine, De'Aaron Fox and, and Zion. Yes. Um, from a pure statistical standpoint, uh, I don't want to. I, I I don't think it's De'Aaron Fox. Now that said, that team is playing really well, but his stats are pretty similar. Did see a pretty good uptick in three point percentage, but that was also after like he had a down season shooting the three last season. Um, so his free throw, like the what concerns me is that he draws seven fouls a game and he shoots at a 68% clip from the free throw line. Like that's not good. Like that, that has to improve. De'Aaron Fox, one of the most entertaining players to watch in the game today. Like that young backcourt they have in Sacramento is, is like, I mean, that's a, that's a, they're a league. They've been a league pass staple for me. Um, in like the second half of this, like very young season. Um, they're a lot of fun to watch. He's super talented. Uh, that is a guy who like, I don't know if you ever win a title with uh, De'Aaron Fox as the man on your team, but that is a guy that, like, if De'Aaron Fox is your second option, you probably got title aspirations. I agree. Um, he might make a bigger leap. Um, he kind of... he uh, He's like... I don't want to say a poor man's... Um, um, my, well, my, he's, not, he's not a poor man's Donovan Mitchell, but he's like a middle-class Donovan Mitchell, you know? Uh, like... He's really good, really talented. Doesn't shoot the three as well as well. I guess he's shooting it really well this season, but like typically doesn't shoot the three as well as um, Donovan Mitchell does, and is not quite uh, the playmaker. But I mean, the man averages twenty three points, seven assists. He affects the game in a lot of different ways. He's a good defender. He's a sneaky good defender. Um, like especially for his size, because he's well, I'm not six three, one eighty five. Actually, isn't terrible. That's but he's, he's, a, not, he's a little. It's a little skinny, isn't? I think he's the skinny. Thing exactly, yeah. he's skinny, but he's a sneaky good defender. He's not like a flashy defender, like, um, you know, like there. He, he's not averaging like a ton of steals or a ton of blocks, but like he's a good on ball defender. Um, I mean, I really like the kid, man. Like, I, I really want him to do well. I liked him when he was at Kentucky. Um, and I just, sure you enough. know, I, I, I want him. I want him to do well. Um, he is one of those guys who, I'll be honest, I did not think was. I thought he would be a good NBA player. I did not think he would be what he is now. Um, he was kind of that guy that you're like, oh, he's fast and he's athletic, but like, what does he really do? Well, I can um, I'll tell you what he does. Mike he's... Conley. I think he's like the newest version of Mike Conley. Like he came out with. I like, would agree with that. Comps. Yeah, that's, that's a good, good comparison. comparison. And because you because you wanted to interject with that, I'm going to let you go ahead and uh, continue that thought. <laughs> no, I mean I, I mentioned it last week, right? Like he, I did not he, mean he that in a rude me... way. No, no, I no, want to no. be clear. He, uh... God, we've been so nice to each other recently. It's kind of weird. Um, it's, uh, <laughs> he reminds me, he does remind me of Mike Conley in all the, in like in all the ways, right. He came out of college, you know, Mike Conley, super athletic point guard out of Ohio state. Like his dad was like a track star for the U S Olympic team. And he's like known for his athleticism, but it was also kind of a known thing that like, he wasn't a great shooter. And over time in Memphis, he became a good shooter. Like a lot of the same things apply to deer and Fox, not deer and Fox, like freak athlete, like arguably the fastest dude in the NBA. It's, it's really, it's, it's pretty he's kind of way ahead in that race, but like he's gotten progressively better as a shooter to Tad's point. His free throw percentage is not great. Like, um, but yeah, I mean, I've been really impressed with his, but he's been like a fringe all-star the last three seasons, even like two years ago was kind of his coming out party. I actually think like moving to the next guy, like 
Zach Levine's made a huge jump this year, like averaging 28 and like super efficiently, just like so, so incredibly efficiently. Thaddeus, you have a, you have a question? You're raising your hand. I, no, I, not, not a question. I just want to make mm-hmm. a, a, a quick just aside because we, we both hit on the free throw percentage thing. What is interesting to me is like free throws and ability to get to the line. We, we had this discussion about like stars and superstars the other night when we were on Clubhouse. By the way, check us out on Clubhouse. We'll be doing it weekly. Yes. Uh, but we had this discussion on Clubhouse the other day. I think one of the biggest differentiators between stars and superstars, superstars are guys that know how to get to the line and convert points at the line. Like that is such a... I feel like people always talk about a guy's like, oh, ability to draw fouls and ability to get to the line and all that stuff. But like, I feel like to some extent, it's still like an overlooked, um, like it's an overlooked thing. Like it, it's, it's such a like key thing for the guys that are like the truly elite players, the guys that know how to draw fouls and then score points, score free points. That's why they're called free throws. You might not know that they're, they're free yeah. shot attempts. They're free Quite throws true. at the basket. So, oh. um, yeah, knowledge for you there. Anyway, um, Jay, I, I I apologize. Continue. No, you're fine. You're fine. No, and I agree with that. And and yeah, uh, doubling down on like we'll be on Clubhouse more regularly. It's pretty fun if you haven't checked it out. Yeah. So, uh, apparently, Twitter and has already released a competitive product, and Facebook's already working on one. So, uh, Clubhouse may be dying soon, but uh, we'll, we'll take wow, it. Out. Was, Maybe uh, we'll take it to Twitter. Maybe we'll take it to Twitter instead. Point. Uh, but in any case, Not if they're going to make it subscription based, uh, uh, yeah, well, that'll be, a, that'll be a, a, an offline conversation, but, uh, in any <laughs> case, um, yeah, I mean, look, I, I, I try not to be the Homer guy. And honestly, like, I don't think anybody would ever, uh, I don't think anybody would ever accuse me of being the Homer guy. Like I, I've, I've been pretty, uh, uh, I think I've been, uh, really objective about the bulls and, and the team that they have and the players on their team. And, and even like, I mean, Zach Levine in particular, like I've, I've been very much on record saying that like, sure he scores a lot, but like you're not going to win with that guy. Like you just can't like, there's just, there's plenty of stats to back up the fact that like his teams have been better when he's off the court because he's so bad defensively. And he's trying, he's trying this year. He really is like, he, he, mm-hmm. he is. Yeah, he's stepping it's, it up. It's not, a, it's not, a, here's, here's the thing I'll say about Zach Levine. It's never been an effort thing. Like ever, ever, like nobody would ever question Zach Levine's work. Some dudes just don't understand how to play defense. They just don't understand team defense. They don't understand reads. They forget about like backdoor cuts and baseline cuts. Like they just, they just, it'll never click with certain guys. And Zach Levine's kind of been that guy. Like he just kind of doesn't understand like the natural scheme of NBA defenses. But the way he's scoring this year is, is it's efficient as hell. I think I heard this morning that his true shooting percentage is like fifty six percent. Maybe somebody somebody fact check me on that. I got you um, here. Uh, is uh, six? Oh wait, that's effective field goal. Sorry, give me a second. That's that's what it. we're looking for. That's what I was talking oh, about. Oh, effective field goal. Sorry, it is currently six eleven. Oh well, even better than I thought. I mean, like sixty one point one. He's shooting so incredibly efficient this year, like forty nine percent from like he's shooting nearly fifty percent from three point percentage over his last ten games and forty three percent. Um, on the season, like fifty percent from the field overall. I mean, you know, he's, he's racking up assists. Like he's not a playmaker by any stretch of the imagination, but like, dude, he's he's seventh in scoring in the league. Like that's that's nothing to sniff at by any means. Yeah, and uh, not doing too bad. I am actually going to have our last guy. I'm gonna start off with this one because I already have the stats up, so I feel good about that. Zion Williamson, uh, the youngest out of these three men we're talking about, also the one who has made the smallest leap 
technically in stats amongst the trio. Averaged 22.5 last year, but this year he's averaging 24.3, 6.8 rebounds, 3 assists on 61% from the field. He's shooting 31% from 3. Not the best, but, I mean, he's a big man. Uh, and 70% from the free throw. Uh, effective field goal is 61.9. So he's having a very good season. He's also been doing, uh, he's only a steal a game and 0.7 blocks, but he's keeping the turnovers down. I mean, Last night's game, he started the game off 13 for 13 from the field. Uh, that's very, very good. 100%. Like that's, He's been doing a great job. He's probably going to be an all-star this year. Do you guys want to talk a little bit uh, about your thoughts on Zion this year? Do you think he's maybe an actually all-star ready player? So, a couple time? quick things. One, Zach Levine's defensive rating is right around where we've historically seen it for his career. He's just a tick above his average. So I, I think, like, we know what he is, and Jay kind of alluded to that. Like, we know what he is on the defensive end, and, like, that's fine. Um, I, Jay made a good point. It's it, dude, Playing defense at the NBA level is fucking hard, and sometimes, like, yeah, guys just, they, they get lost. Like, it's it's difficult. Um, that said, Zach Levine was basically like, okay, motherfuckers, well, I'm just going to up my offensive game. Like, I'll just make up for all of my defensive lapses and just score more points and shoot better and do all of that shit. So shouts to Zach, Zach Levine. Um, playing really, really, really well this season. Actually giving people kind of a reason to watch the Bulls, who are, by all accounts, terrible, but at least they've got him. Um, the the Zion Williamson thing, I'm, I'm hesitant to even say that Zion Williamson has made a jump just because, to me, this is what we expected. And, like, maybe that's not fair to him, but at the same time, like, this is kind of what we expected. And I think if you're looking at things from a pure statistical standpoint, like, by all accounts, Zion Williamson should be an all-star. He's a fucking great player. Uh, there are, a, like... There are a lot of the intangibles that he needs to get better at, like seeing the floor better, um, not deciding to put the ball in the deck and just bull rush the hoop and, um, you know, like starting to, you know, find players on the wing, finding opportunities to make plays. He like by all accounts, like Zion's playmaking ability is something that people were really enamored with. And I don't know that we've seen it to the extent that we can in the league. Now he's in his second season. It's, it, we're, it's not like we're talking about a guy who's in his eighth year and we're like, well, Jesus, he's averaging 24 points a game, but that other shit just never really came along. Um, oh, also, so that's, just a quick not sidebar. A, From last season to this season, he has now matched the games he played last year. Yeah, I was just about to point that out. Like, the, the stats, 24. We, we couldn't be in a better position to look at his stats and compare them. Yeah, they, sorry. That's, why I, was, that's why I wanted to cut you off because, like, wow, that's perfect. It's literally the exact same. He's played 48 games in his career. That's right wild. down the middle. That's why. And I mean, what a great 48 games. Yeah. Dude, I mean, no doubt. Like, the, I mean, there's a reason the man was the number one pick and like, yeah. it's very evident. Um, I, the, if Zion Williamson is ever going to be the player though, that like we kind of want him and hope him to be like, there are the thing, like those little extra things he needs to, to, to do. And look again, it's year two. If we're still having this conversation by year five, then you know, we, Zion Williamson is what he is, and it's a great scorer and a good defender, and you know those things. But like, he's not quite what we want him to be. Um, that said, man, like, guys having a hell of a season. By all accounts, give the man the All Star nod. You know, I mean, like, it's the right thing to do, frankly. Um, and uh, don't play the All Star game; just let him be an All Star. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just a throw. Um, yeah, I mean, like. I'm not trying to like detract from the conversation by any means, but like, I mean, if, if we're looking at these three guys and the, the guy that's taking the biggest leap to me, I mean, I, I think I, it's probably Zach Levine. 
I'd say it's close between him and, and De'Aaron Fox, but I would I would t- I'd probably take Zach Levine. Um, yeah, I agree. Jay, Jay you, you 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 may give your thoughts on on Zion Williamson. Uh, I did not mean I was not trying to end the conversation there. I just trying to make a point. So thank you for giving me permission. Um, no, I agree. I think like Zach Levine, just like if we were to look at a uh, uh, per- percentage of growth in 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 where they were last year to this year, I think he's made the the biggest leap of the three. Yeah. I think De'Aaron Fox has kind of been a fringe all star for the last three seasons. Like I said, Zion, these are the numbers that we saw last year, and and you know it's only season two for him. I think. You know, to Tad's point, like there's there's two major things I'd like to see from him a little bit more. Number one is like, I really he needs to step it up, and he's just like he he's another one just like defensively is just like that. I mean, that whole Pelicans team is is a, sh- a shit show of a terrible defense. defense. Um, granted, the, n- none of these players are really superior defenders uh, by by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but apparently, you know, the tiniest one is the best one. Yeah, yeah, just barely, just barely. Um, I listen, Zion's been incredible this year. Like, I think, look, it's an exhibition game. If, because it's an exhibition game, the expectation is that like people that people want to see. And again, to Ted's point, I don't think there should be an all-star game, but if there's going to be an all-star game, you got to give the people what they want. The people want Zion and he's incredibly efficient. It's incredible what he's capable of. Um, and he's making a good leap, man. I just, I would like to see him improve on the defensive end. And I'd really like to, it's, I'd like to see him improve uh, on his playmaking a little bit more. I think that was one thing that he was really good at in college. And we haven't really been able to see him, flash that that may be a result of playing next to brandon ingram i don't know how long um those two continue to play together i think they're they're, they're playing styles it's difficult to, to play those guys together because not both they're both zeros on the defensive end uh and they both kind of need the ball to be playmakers and it, it makes it a little bit more difficult but i mean last night's yeah. game against the mavericks granted they lost but uh fuck it was fun to watch him play him and lonzo on that like the pick and roll just like the two-man game was so much fun he was he's so yeah. fun i don't I, I'm, I'm hesitant to agree with that he's a zero on the defensive end because there are flashes, but it's a little bit of a of a depending on athleticism thing, yeah. and like less of a good like NBA defense, like a, a, a like a good like knowledge of of NBA defense, and like the thing is like I've I've said it a hundred times on this podcast, and it's, people are probably sick of hearing it, but like you can cover up for that in college, like with athleticism. Um, yeah. But like, I don't think he's a zero. But there is a there's definitely room for improvement. Needs to learn more clearly. Um, let's go move on, guys, to more all stars who were specifically all stars in their second year. Uh, this past week we had a Trey and Luca matchup. It was quite a good game. Um, I want to know: Do you guys think after seeing this game, after seeing them at year what's three now, do you think that Luca is really that far ahead of Trey? in their respective careers. Uh, Tad, I'm going to let you go first. Okay, first of all, if you're not watching all of these games, I've watched every single matchup they've had against each other this season, and it's fucking must-watch TV. Yeah. It's must-watch TV. Like, if you're not watching these games, like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, they're phenomenal. And if you love basketball, fucking turn your TV on. Turn on Mavericks at Hawks or Hawks at Mavericks or whatever. I don't give a shit. Watch the games. They're incredible. Um, I don't think the gap is that big. I really don't. Luca Luca rebounds better, but he's also bigger than Trey. And quite frankly, like Luca rebounds, gets grabs more rebounds, kind of out of necessity. Um, the Mavs, outside of like Willie Cauley Stein, don't really have like strong rebounders on that team. I mean, KP is not the strongest rebounder, so like Luca kind of has to do it. Like that that is kind of his his job. 
Trey Young is a, a phenomenal playmaker. Uh, he's a good scorer. The one thing that I will, I'll give Luca a nod a little bit on the playmaking ability, but Luca to some, like sometimes Luca is a playmaker to a fault almost. Like I've seen games where he gets in the paint and he's right at the 10 and then he dishes it off to somebody. And I'm like, dude, finish that bucket, young fella. Like, what are you doing? Um, like, when real quick sidebar, I remember very often like when you would watch his they even when they would put his high school games on college and his early seasons, Rose would do the same thing. Derrick Rose would like pass out of stuff when it's like you could have shot that or you could have made that layup, but he just or would you could have drawn that out. foul. Yeah, yeah. I wonder. I agree. Is, I agree. That, is that a young thing? You guys think? Just because he's I will I mean, say he's, I think he's playing for so long. I think there has been there has been a rise in the younger generation that like. I mean, we talked about it with LaMelo Ball, like people that love, like the flashy playmaking stuff. Like that's like our generation grew up on like, like rim shattering dunks, which like, I mean, still exists today and people still get up about that. But dude, people love a good assist, man. Like a flashy, mm-hmm. good assist. People like that. Um, and Especially if like, it's I followed ca- by a nice dunk. Agreed. See, agreed. We've come full circle. You know, that's what it is. <laughs> um. <laughs> But, you know, no, I mean, like, I don't think there's that big of a gap. I, I really don't. Um, and the thing is, like, what, what I love about this is these guys are both really, really good, and they're two guys that are forever linked to each other. Like, Sam Bowie will forever be linked to Michael Jordan, and, like, that ain't the same. Uh, no disrespect to Sam Bowie, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, I think at this point, it's it's this is baby... Um, this is very baby, especially because Trey Young still literally looks like a baby. Um, Magic Johnson versus Larry Bird. Yeah, it's reminiscent. Like this is just yeah. like yeah, it's sure. so, so reminiscent of it. It's I'm like fine. they play I'm, their I'm entire. I'm good with that. They're gonna be old farts and Wheaties commercials together in like the year. Uh, I'm trying to think of how old they would be. I don't know, 2050. Yeah, and to Tad's point, like the reason that they're so tied together is because they were traded for each other. Like, l- l- let's let's remember, nobody talks about Marvin Bagley or DeAndre Ayton as it pertains to this conversation. Not even a little bit. They never come right. up as it pertains to this conversation at all. Yeah, and Trey Young, had they not been traded for each other, let's just say like. If we were to redraft this draft, I actually don't think DeAndre Ayton was a bad number one overall pick. He's actually a really good player. He just kind of, you know, Luca's a generational talent. But if you redraft these, this draft and they go one-two, I, we're probably still talking about them in a similar way of like, wow, what a top, like what a top-heavy draft. But their numbers are are eerily similar. Yeah. Can I ask you a question in that regard? Hmm. Is Devin Booker the Clyde Drexler to Luca's Michael Jordan? The Suns didn't draft one of those guys because they had uh uh oh my god the other one uh what the dude no. devin booker devin booker yeah what the fuck dude my like i i can't these <laughs> things are just not coming to me today but like did they 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 went for a pos- i mean by all accounts like people were talking about Aiden as the number one pick so i'm not saying maybe to that extent but like yeah is there a little bit of like oh you know what we need a really good athletic running the four big man so let's take him we don't need a guard i i got actually, devin booker that's a really good. That's a really good question. I think if DeAndre Ayton's career goes the way of Sam Bowie, we're having a different conversation. Um, but it's a good comparison because it's basically that, right? It's like, oh, we don't really need, like if this position is redundant. Uh, yeah, let's not. We don't need that. Michael Jordan. Well, well back then he wasn't he was Michael Jordan. He college was a, he kid, was Mike yeah. Jordan from North Carolina, like motherfuckers. Yeah. Yeah. Mike Jordan. That like, could you imagine if he was Mike Jordan? Like. Ugh. That it just it's well, like uncomfortable say, like that, cool. saying that out loud is uncomfortable. It's not a yeah. cool name. Like Mike Mike cool Jordan Mike Mike Jordan is your fucking neighbor who comes over and drinks bush lights in your fucking garage yeah. with your dad. Yeah, it's not, a cool, <laughs> it's not a cool name. It's not a cool name. They would have called him Mike fucking, Jordan if his career would have been a different way. 
Yeah. Mike Jordan and wears then, like everywhere white shit t-shirts tucked into uh he wears white t- white t-shirts tucked into jean shorts and fucking right, yeah. work boots. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> On a 92 degree Saturday. <laughs> yeah. a sensible polo. His his lawn work polo. Uh yeah. yeah. I mean it's a good comparison. It's a good comparison. Just like listen, we all know that like dads have like the lawn work polo. It's a very real thing. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, this is the polo yeah. when I'm pulling weeds. Uh yeah, I think every dad has like the gardening outfit, it's, which it's is got, like shitty old work sh- it's like shitty old pair of shorts, some bummy ass shoes, and either like a t-shirt with paint on it or like the gardening polo. Like those are the options. Has, and a pair of Nike dad has the dad. My dad Hell has yeah. Nike Monarchs and he also <laughs> has the uh the white he has the white and navy new balance. And what he does is like when it's time to buy a new pair, the old pair gets rotated into yard work shoes <laughs> yeah, and he gets a new yeah. pair that are like clean and white Hell yeah and there you uh, go. then then like when it, those are time to go he just rotates out the old lawn the 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 old uh it's honestly it's not the nice pair that goes it's when the yard work shoes get so shitty that like he needs new yard work shoes <laughs> yeah. that's when he rotates the, the nice pair of new balance into the yard work <laughs> shoes and buys a new pair it's an interesting decision making process, but you listen. The man's got his process, man. He's been doing it for years. Kudos to Mr. Hall. Yeah, it's understandable. No, right, guys, I, I, uh, I agree with Ted. Like, I don't think I don't think the gap is that big. I think the difference is, is like Luca impacts winning in a different way. I think his playmaking is is more reminiscent with like the natural flow of the game, where like Trey Young suffers from the James Harden thing, where he's just gonna dribble, 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 and then like. Yes, he passes a lot and like he's a good playmaker, but like it, it's kind of a secondary option for him just dribbling around until he can find a three point shot. In his defense. I watched a game of theirs like a week ago and he was not in the game and I literally was like watching the game and I said out loud to myself after about six possessions, I was like, what is the Hawks offense? Like, I don't know what their, I don't know what their offensive scheme is. Like it's like, and I, a part of it, I think the reason that Trey Young dribbles the air out of the ball is because like, that's, that's like what, that's what they have to do like I, I'll, I'll never forget there's this funny ass meme it's a picture of scott brooks looking at a piece of paper and this is when katie and westbrook were both in and he was the coach at okc and, and katie and westbrook were still there and it's a it's an actual in-game picture of him looking at a paper and then the bottom half of the image is like a crudely drawn like ms paint article and it's the paper like picture and it's the paper and it says scott's secret plays and it's like <laughs> kd is crossed out westbrook is crossed out and it says injured harden is crossed out and it says place for rockets <laughs> <laughs> oh, Scott. and i'm just yeah. like dude, i'm like that that's that's their offense it's like trey young dribbles around and does something you know it's like it's like when you're watching like an improv movie and the line in the script is like will ferrell does something funny or says something funny you know, and yeah. it's like, oh yeah, okay, this is this is what the Hawks' offense is. So, <laughs> oh man, it's it's like kicking and screaming. It's the pass it to the Italians. Like, yeah, just let exactly. Trey Young figure it out. <laughs> that well said. Yeah, you know who else actually fits that description? Steph Young. Steph Young. Oh, <laughs> damn it! You did so good, yeah. and then you fucked it up. Did such a good job. Damn it! Well, another person that Trey Young was compared to is Steph Curry, uh, who is yet again letting people know if you just give him the ball, he will he will score, and you will most likely find like win yourself a basketball game. People, it's gonna happen. I want to let uh, no guys. I don't know. Maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't. Where do you guys think Steph's going to finish this year in the MVP voting? Do you think he's going to get it? Do you think he's going to come second? 
do you think at the second half of the year people are gonna be like oh it was fun watching Steph, but it's not, not happening this year can can i go first here yeah go I, I i have an i have an admission i slept on steph curry man i i slept on steph curry i did like we talked, I said they weren't going to make the playoffs. They look really fucking good this year, and that man is just—I mean, he looks good. Like he's doing everything. And don't get me wrong, so they've got some role players, and Wiseman's playing well. They got some role players stepping up. Like Draymond Green's kind of doing Draymond Green things. Like he's basically doing what we expect of him. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know what, man? Like both I just, Uber I and Wiggins quickly, are stepping up to a point. Yeah, exactly, say, Kelly Uber's yeah. playing well. Andrew Wiggins, yeah, you, yeah spot on. That's what I fucking sound like. Sorry. Um, but no, you're fucking right. I, I got so excited about what you said. Uh, I, like, how quickly we forget, though. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the NBA is so much of a what have you done for me lately? And with Steph being out and like Clay Thompson being hurt and stuff, like, we're just kind of sleeping on these guys. And then Steph yeah. Curry comes out and he's like, yo, motherfuckers, remember me? And it's like, it's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, this guy's good. He's really good. Mm-hmm. There's a reason this guy uh, won the MVP award. There's a reason the Warriors went to like eight straight finals. I mean, I know it's not eight, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, yeah. And, and you're just like, holy fuck, man. Like, uh, and so like, hand up. Like, I admit it. <sighs> I slept on Steph. I fucked up. I'll, I'll say it. I fucked up. Um, Steph's going to finish second in MVP voting because LeBron has is going to win the fucking award. Yeah. I want to point out. He's I've also threatened. Every hall or every MVP voters' families, if they don't <laughs> vote for LeBron, because, dude, for fuck's sake, man, the guy should have like forty MVP awards at this point. He should have an MVP for every fucking year he's been in the league, which feels like it's been about forty. It's been like eighteen or whatever, but he's not you even. You know, come 40. on. Um, real quick, I just want to point out he is shooting his, uh, he's shooting currently better from free throw than he did his MVP season as free well throw? as I believe, yeah, his free throw percentage. Ninety three percent, yeah. And his two, his two uh, MVP seasons, nine fourteen and nine oh eight. Yeah, so, I, I mean, it. was it thirty five and five? Well, thirty five and six, forty nine percent from the field, forty three point five from three, sixty one point three effective field goal. I mean, one so major issue guy. is he's currently ranked seventieth in rebounds. So, like, if he if he doesn't get his rebounding up, I think we're gonna have a problem. Uh, it's gonna be tough to win the MVP with being seventieth in rebounds. Uh, get your weight up, stuff. No, no. In all seriousness, like, I mean, what he's doing is 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 very comparable to his previous MVP seasons. The difference is, is like, I think I think NBA writers have learned from the Russell Westbrook MVP season that like we can't, it's really difficult to give an MVP to a guy whose team finishes like below the top five. And I would also say there are some guys having monster seasons as well on teams that are competitive in their conferences, like Joel Embiid, LeBron James, like it's, uh, you know, Giannis still for that matter. Like we're we're, Kawhi, like we're, we're seeing a lot of really good seasons from guys on competing teams. And for that reason, despite the fact that, uh, despite the fact that he's having such a phenomenal, like again, very reminiscent season of his, of his glory days. I just, I don't see him finishing higher than number five. I just don't think the NBA writers are going to give them, give another MVP consideration to somebody who finished like 
sub, like I said, sub five and, and, and even fucking sub three. Like you kind of need to be that. No, this not is a caveat you need again. Yeah. And this is kind of another reason where like, I think the NBA needs to just add like offensive player of the year. Like it's just, it just offensive and defensive player of the year. Yeah. And then well, like defensive player of the year is already the thing. And then most I, valuable I just, player. I just always have a hard time with MVP. Isn't, I guess there's like a scoring champ every year. Yeah, which Steph like, could win this year. It's going to be tough with Bradley Beal, but he could. Yeah. I have a I have a hard time with MVP because like especially in a league like the NBA, like it where it's like, oh, like cuz the argument for MVP is like, well, what if we replace this guy with someone average? Well, in the NBA, we're such a star-driven league where one guy can literally influence your whole team and frankly like drag you from a doormat to a contender that like it's hard to quantify but like to me I this season I think LeBron should win MVP but like Steph Curry man like yeah. that team th- that that team is dead last in the west without him like like that oh, yeah. team like let's you know Andrew Wiggins and Kelly Oubre are your two best players but let's say without without him like that team is dead mm-hmm. last they're they're terrible like he wins them games um, and like, obviously a lot could be said about that, but like this team is competing for a playoff spot that by all accounts should really have no business doing so. So, uh, you know, it's tough. Um, I think it should be LeBron Jay. I agree with your point for the most part. It's just the, the MVP in the NBA is, is, is hard to quantify. And frankly, the MVP in the NBA is built off of by media narratives. Like it's, it's, yeah, it's vote like true. that, you know, that's, that's how it is. So hundred percent. Yeah. All right. Let's get on to the, the last subject for the night. Um, this is a little bit of a lighter subject. If you guys could grab a drink with one current NBA player, who would it be? Anybody, um, just grab it. You can be a beer, go out for cocktails. I mean, I, I look, man. I mean, you guys know my answer. <laughs> yeah, that's JJ. Duh. I mean, like, it's, it's JJ. Duh. I'm it's hoping maybe, maybe we get drunk enough he invites me up to his hotel room. I mean, who knows what happens there? <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, that got weird. Um, I, I mean, like, is, is, it, is that, is, I mean, I've said far more aggressive things about that man on this podcast <laughs> than, than that. So like, that's a weird line that you've drawn. Yeah, that's very true. That's, uh, I think mine, if I had to pick, I, think I actually mine, have, like, I'll, I'll give you a different one, but go ahead. Go, go well, ahead. I was going to say, no, no, like, no. I I'm, I think of somebody who would be fun to hang out with, and also like where the where the night might lead. Although I don't know that it, my my where my night led is different than where Tad clearly wants his night to be led. Yes. Uh, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with Boban because I think we're gonna get so drunk at some point he's gonna pick me up and like that's like bucket list type shit. Like I don't even know if you have to giant, be drunk. He might just pick you up. A giant picking you up, like it would be the first time that I was happy that I was a little person. Uh, Boban was definitely I, I, like I, I, one of my top choices. 100%, be great, 100%. so much fun. Also, be, another tall, lanky man who whose English is slightly broken. Giannis, he seems like he'd be a lot of fun. Whole lot of dad jokes, I'm assuming, like a lot of dad jokes. <laughs> but Jay, I, I, I got to be fun. I got to be honest, with you man. If you go drink with Boban, you're probably dead, bro. Like that guy could probably drink up. Yeah, that's a good point. I thought about that. <laughs> I thought about that the same way that I thought about like Andre the Giant, where like if I try to go like drink for drink with Andre the Giant, I would die. I would die. Yeah. I would die. I would die. Every on planet Earth would die. Like the three mm-hmm. of us 
could combine our bodies together to go drink for drink with Andre the Giant, and we, we would, would die. be dead. Yeah. Um, and I worry that you run into the same kind of situation with Bubba. <laughs> so, like, look, I hope you have a good time, but I'm looking out mixing a water once in a while is all I'm saying. I appreciate it. Four that. waters for every one drink. Yeah. I'm just order, saying. Order no. that espresso at dinner before you hit the club because you're going to need the caffeine to help you out I, a little bit. I, yeah, I appreciate the heads up. Dilute, dilute, dilute. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, I'll tell you. I, let me let me give one more answer just so I don't oh, have to go, go with it. the obvious JJ Redick. Uh, Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler was also another one I was going to say. That would be – I think Jimmy Butler would be fun. You think he'd be, be, be fun? Yeah, you, yeah, you might be right. You might be right. Go I, think be fun. I, I always I, – I think of that video that video when he was like – when when Dwayne Wade was with the Bulls and Jimmy Butler was still with the Bulls and they're sitting on the bench and the, he's like interacting with those chicks that are sitting across – the oh, court, yeah. like they're sitting courtside and he's like he's like me oh he's like pointing at himself or or or, or d wade yeah, and yeah. he's like doing that that kind of thing and i'm like uh yeah man that'd be, that'd be, that'd be hang out <laughs> a good time seems like he'd be fun to hang out with. if i was That's single cool. of course of course well yeah of course <laughs> I need to throw nice that save. i think he would be I'm happily in a five-year relationship so nice, um i nice save nice save <laughs> nice great save that was a very exciting little subject we ended there uh so let's transition guys what uh what are you guys excited about for this upcoming week anything at all? I'm, going, I'm going to texas tomorrow pretty excited about that it's going to be more than a degree outside so pretty pumped it's uh although yeah. it's only going to be like it's, for not what I even, it's not even a degree here it's minus six there we go See? can't wait to get out of here even though i did find out that it's like 35 in houston right now so like not a not a huge difference but i'll take it Better than negative six. Oh, also, I got a Kevin Garnett rookie card yesterday. What up? <laughs> nice job. It's always Jay's been collecting. No, we talked about this last week. Yeah, Jay's been collecting basketball cards. I just started. I may have a problem. Um, I currently have a bid out for a Paul Pierce rookie card. I'm going to let that one go. I was bidding on a Killian Mbappe card, and I let it slip out of my hands at the last minute because I fucking slept on it. Uh, and I should be getting a Chris Bosh rookie card today for $40. What up? nice tad anything you uh are excited about yeah uh the chicago blackhawks play three games this week and uh it's a gritty young team playing a lot better than i thought they would be for those of you that also watch hockey i don't feel like the nba and the nhl have a ton of overlap um but I'm, i'm just excited i'm excited to watch some hockey like the blackhawks have me like excited I thought this was going to be a season where I was like, yeah, I'll tune in because like I support the team, but like I'm not really paying that close attention. You know, they've been gritty. They've been fun to watch. Patrick Kane doing Patrick Kane things. Um, it's a lot of fun. So nice. uh, that's I'm looking forward to watching Smoky this this week. Nice. I'm looking forward to you. Know, you know what I'm looking forward to? More recording. Bob and I are going to be filming more of those uh, Ghostbusters TikToks for the Valley Ghostbusters. Follow yeah, us. Yeah, on you got to. You got to fire those off into the group chat more because your boy is not on TikTok and has zero intentions of doing so. I understand. Uh, so if I'm going to watch them, more to you. I, need to, I was a late, I was late to the Instagram game too. So like, I'll so probably do it at like some point, years late. but just like TikTok just feels, I don't know, like shady, but like the Chinese government definitely already <laughs> has my data, but like, I don't need to willfully give yeah. it to them. So, I mean, at some point I'll cave, but for the time being, like any, because like, the one you sent us, I laughed. I laughed hard. I enjoyed it quite a bit. I need you to send Glad me more you of did. those. I will. I will. I certainly will. So for the the listeners, I can't send them to you. You actually have to go find them on TikTok at Valley Ghostbusters. It'd be great. Um, anything you guys uh, are not really caring about for this week? 
Um, uh, I don't. That's a that's a great question. It's okay if you don't. Because I'm gonna, you know what, frankly, I, I I'm gonna be honest. I've been a little disconnected from like, and it's been kind of nice to be disconnected mm-hmm. from like shit going on. Um, oh, you, I got one. You know what? I don't care about anymore. I don't want to have the go conversation. I'm done. I know Tom Brady won the Super Bowl last weekend. Congratulations to the Bucks. I just don't. It, sports are so wide ranging. Like I'm so done with the goat conversation. Who's the goat of the goats? I'm just done with it. I don't care. I don't care. Just appreciate. Yeah, I don't care about it. Who's the goat of the goats? It's Tiger. So there you go. I answered the question for you. Oh, We're done. Serena, Tiger Woods well, is the goat of goats. It's Serena Williams. But let's be let's be real clear. It's not Serena Williams. It's, it's Serena not Serena or Gretzky. If you if we if you throw Serena Williams out there, uh, Nadal and fucking Federer have better like shit than she does. So sorry, like. Women's empowerment, all that stuff, like really great. But like people, I feel like Serena Williams is getting shoehorned in here because she's a black woman, and like I'm th- well, th- there's no because she's the most dominant player for such a long time. Yeah, true. She's I'll also dominated. give you that. I'll give you that. Yeah. She's unbelievable. Like I'm not taking away Forever. from her talent, like but I feel like when people started like. when people started throwing out the Brady the goat thing is like I I like I feel like people were like. It, it was like it felt like a woke movement thing which like don't mm. get me wrong like i'm all about a lot of that stuff but like sometimes people just try to outwoke each other and i was like this is just not the thing we need to do because like yeah, i saw somebody I, tweeted always, about it and somebody immediately brought up the doll and things are dumb they are dumb that's why i said I tiger, always, woods. tiger woods is the go to go you know why because i love golf yeah i love tiger woods so <laughs> you can <laughs> suck my dudes y'all uh there you go and on that note let's go to vlogs uh you can follow me <laughs> it's such a weird transition. <laughs> I know. I know. You can I follow me on Twitter at Tad Hall underscore, and you can follow me on Instagram at Tad.Hall. That's T A D dot H A L L. After you suck his dude. Uh, you can follow me at J underscore Kilos on Instagram, Twitter, and Clubhouse. Check us out on Clubhouse. And you can follow me at Nikki Palooza, and you can also follow the podcast at NBA Pod. Give us five stars, like, subscribe. Uh, like Jay said, we're Clubhouse. It's like more of just like a relaxed, fun thing. Thank you so much, everybody. For Jay, for Ted, I'm Nikki. This has been NBA. Good night. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>